Welcome to Hacking the Hustle. This is your host, Benjamin Sklar, and on today's guest is Kyle Sonlin. How you doing, Kyle? What's up, man? How are you? Excited to be here. Great to meet you and excited to, to chat about everything going on in tech and, and wherever you want to go with the conversation. Let's do it. Amen. So for those listening, Kyle's the CEO of Security Token Market, and he's based in Miami. I discovered him because he was the guest speaker on Upstream with Alex, which is an incredible community. And I invited him on the show today to talk about Web3, what he's building, crypto, blockchain, everything under that umbrella. So let's start. What is Security Token Market, Kyle? All right, dude, I really appreciate you having me. What a great introduction. Definitely shout out to the Upstream team. I'm here in Miami, and so I'm a huge supporter of Miami Tech. And some of the uh, some of the friends and I know that work a lot with Upstream are, are super involved in the community. And it's been a super fun experience for everyone here in Miami, especially. I've been in, in this the tech scene here for quite a long time now. It came in 2015 from Philadelphia. And, and watching this industry grow and develop here has felt really similar to working in crypto and working in the blockchain Web3 industry because it was slept on for such a long time. And most of traditional finance or most of like the tech bros like didn't care about crypto and blockchain. It was a bunch of random people just buying into the vision of, of you know, building new features and realities. Now it's kind of this mainstream hit, or you know, certainly it was before we've had some crazy times. And, and yet still we see the adoption on a scale that has never been seen before in this industry. And I think this thing we said about Miami. So uh, I'm a huge fan, but either way, let's talk about Web3 and I deal with security tokens. So I think crypto is cool, but basically the way that I look at it is it's like almost like a testing playground for Wall Street. So they essentially said, okay, let's rebuild banking. Let's do the collateralized lending with AV. Let's do exchanges and market makers through Uniswap or whatever. Let's build all the smart contracts to automate financial systems. But because of the fact that we're too scared to actually put our real money, we'll make fake money, which then actually turned out to be valuable because the ecosystem worked really well. And that's kind of what most of crypto is, right? They did an ICO to trade a token, but the token doesn't actually own anything. And you're all just testing different banking systems. Like collateralized lending is nothing new. The rates are much better and it certainly solves so many problems. And that's what I love to talk about today is really what tokenization, in my opinion, means for finance. But I think when you think about like, what would an investment banking business, how would they leverage blockchain to actually make their systems better? It's it's automating a lot of the processes that traditionally you'd throw a thousand employees at or 10,000 or hundred thousand. If you're one of these investment banks, you can automate some of that stuff, save a lot of money. It makes finance easier. Security token market, my business is essentially the industry oracle. So think about it like queen market cap or potentially a Yahoo Finance or a Bloomberg. But we specifically focus on tokenized assets, which is a really, really, really difficult industry to be a data company in because of the fact that you're pulling from so many different sources. Like getting it from the traditional financial system and blockchain systems at the same time is really complicated. And so that, that's, I think, where we kind of lie with regards to the market is, is we show all the market prices and stuff, but we do so much more than that with regards to research into the market of like what's actually going on, what's correlated, how are all these things moving? And uh, and then we we create reports and analysis and things like that behind it. So um, that's kind of everything in a nutshell. Your reference to Yahoo Finance really helped me understand what you're doing because I use Yahoo Finance and most people do. So that was a great, just easy way to break it down. 
I'm happy to hear that because I think it's a really great example because sometimes you just need a good user experience. And I also am a Yahoo Finance user and I trade a lot of stocks that you probably would like, you know, I know a lot of people that use all kinds of like trading stuff. I just go on Yahoo Finance to do my research and like, and that it works well. You know? And so I think it's that user experience perspective that really is important that our industry, specifically in security tokens, I think hasn't prioritized quite as much. Like crypto and like Web3 has gotten better with user experience. It's not, it's always been a difficulty, I think, for the industry because there's so many complications. But as you begin to actually scale the ecosystem, a lot of it gets solved behind the scenes. The end user doesn't even notice it. So most of the actual blockchain stuff you're not going to use like you're still going to use Robinhood or whatever to trade your security token right and or t0 which is a security token exchange or you know marketplace excuse me from a regulatory perspective but either way like you know, the end user is just going to go on an app and trade it they're not really going to care as much it's just going to be which one they choose versus the reality, and I think the difference maker here is that it significantly reduces the cost of doing that. So now no longer is an IPO process so burdensome and difficult. Like there are really stringent regulations that you can follow and not have to necessarily have the size of, of an offering. You don't have to be a unicorn company to be a publicly traded business. You can get people to invest in your business and have eventual liquidity for it. And I think that that's really interesting because crypto is great. We all love to fund and support new projects, but it also stinks as an investor when you don't actually own a piece of it and you're just buying into nothing. So it's like, all right, yeah, you know, for the people that are real diehard fans of AV, maybe they buy a couple shares of the AV Foundation because it's like, man, you know what? I think Ave, or I don't pronounce it very well, but I like it. And so it's like, I want to invest in it. Like, you know, and so that doesn't seem to me like a really crazy idea, even though it's a couple more hoops than buying into NFTs on an OpenSea. You have to, yeah, you have to do KYC AML or whatever. But, um, but in the grand scheme of things, building a financial market, a stock market for the metaverse is inevitable. So it's just like, I'm just, we tackle it from mostly the financial side and then are branching into Web3 as opposed to doing the Web3 side and then going into the stock market just because for those markets, it's just so difficult to get licenses and all those kinds of things that that is better to start with that and then go into the tech side. And so most of the brokers and stuff are there and they're they're successfully doing this. And then we hopefully try to act as that bridge in between of uh, of building the community and and helping to build hype for the industry. You use the word security a lot. It's even in your company's name. What's your hot take on crypto and the SEC and crypto tokens becoming securities? Really important, really important. When we talk about securities, and this is important for everybody, I apologize if I have, uh, if I use jargon or if I use words that you don't understand. The key in, in Web3 in general, whether it's finance or the tech side, ask questions and focus on definitions. I, I, I almost open half of my calls by defining things at the beginning just to make sure that me and the person on the other side are talking about the same terms so that we can actually have a good conversation. So when we're talking about securities, we're talking about real world assets. So anything that isn't you would invest in, and then there's a, a couple other criteria, but you can think about it pretty much like stock in a company. So equities, so a, a, the stock market, but you could have equity in a private company that isn't trading on the stock market. Or you could have real estate properties, for example, where instead of having to purchase a whole property, you can buy one share and get the dividends or the rental income or whatever, and then maybe one day sell that share and and 
and capitalize that way or rebalance your portfolio with all kinds of real estate you can change your adjustments to. Or we've got all kinds of other things. There's there's Centrifuge, which is a Web3 company. They're building like essentially like shipping contracts and all kinds of accounts receivables in the banking industry that are, you know, debt obligations. And those things are really hard to manage because it's super paper. It's super it's there's just there's not a good automated process to do that especially country to country because it's just hard so how do we do that we can use a distributed ledger that we all use that we all agree on that these are who are you know this is how the transactions need to happen and then once we have that ledger once we've established the relationships then just connect the dots we don't need someone to do the actual dot connecting as long as we know how we should connect one person to an asset or an asset to a person, then we could assign that using smart contracts. And so basically it, it improves the efficiencies of banking to the user experience, unless you're like us and we're really trying to focus on optimizing for, for reducing friction in these markets, improving access for the average person to like actually invest and divest their capital out of the traditional methods and into other things. I think it's ridiculous that the stock market, for example, is all passive traded funds. Why? Because people don't really care whether they invest in Coca-Cola or Walmart. But if you can buy into like some of the cool tech that you use, like that app on your phone that like you use or that that whatever that you, know, you like ENS domains, it's like, yeah, well, I'll buy into the ENS foundation because I think this makes a lot of sense, right? Who knows what you'd want to use, but being able to own an equity in that business would be pretty sweet. And I think that a lot of people would be interested in it. Kyle, how did you get into this world? What's your background? What's your story? And why did you start this company? So security token market has a long history. Um, my background is not in securities quite as much as it was the, the tech side of it. I, I invest in the stock market, but I was fascinated by the crypto industry way back when, maybe 2015 or so, because for me, like I loved the consensus mechanisms behind it. So I love the actual tech of how we governed the tokens. And if we have autonomous systems, you know, AI systems, and they both are confident that they're making the right decision and they hit an impasse point, how are we going to decide which direction to go? And so that's what consensus is. It's just reaching agreement on things. It's kind of governance more than anything. Politics, it's all kind of the same stuff, right? How do we reach agreement on things that we're all confident in, but there's only one right answer? And so I loved all of that and I loved the economics behind it. And so that's where I really became fascinated. And then fortunately with me, I linked up with my co-founder, uh, Herwig Konings. He's also from the UM University of Miami community. We also had done a lot of deals in close circles. We knew each other pretty well as entrepreneurs. And he started a business before we got, I got into the security token game that was accrediting investors. So he knew a lot of the regulation behind all of these fundraising exemptions. And then of course, was a technologist himself. So when we kind of came together, it made total sense. From there, you know, he he did a bunch of deals. I got involved, fascinated by the industry. And then we were able to raise some money and, and launch Security Token Market in 2018. And so that's when Security Token Market came to the public was October 11th, 2018. And that was like our, our really our home run. It was like, look guys, we're here, we're here to stay. And, uh, and we've got some some big things coming up and, and it's been a lot of fun all the way since. So we started tracking security token trading information, specifically not even trading, but actually on the primary side. So before you start trading, and because there was nothing trading when we were live and we knew that it was going to be exciting to track the markets, but there was no markets live yet. And, and that happened for, for about a year. We pushed through that until the end of 2019, where the first tokens started trading on U.S. markets. 
And the US markets have pretty consistently held the, the largest market of this industry. But I have to note that it's an international, it's an international game. We we get over 10,000 users a month, most months of the year. And and 75% of that traffic is international traffic. So, you know, like, like a lot of people are coming to check this stuff out. And a lot of them around the world fascinated with the idea of, you know, either participating in the US markets or vice versa. Um, and and US markets investing in other places. So it's it's been a, a pretty cool ride over the course of of four about four years in October for for STM. And what's your goals vision for the future with your company? So th- there's a lot of great things going on right now. Um, you know, we are we have dedicated so many resources to bringing a new platform to the public that I am so excited to share. Um, and we're gonna have to talk about that another time, but. Really soon, we have some amazing product features coming out that I just honestly, in the, in the four years, it's just it's about to be peak performance for our business and from some of the most amazing people in this game that is super professionally produced content that now is going to come directly onto the, our site. And if you've used STM.co, that's our site, you can go there. There's about $20 billion worth of tokenized debts, a lot of them equities. There's real estate properties that pay more than double digit yields on their assets. So there's some interesting investments that, that, are, that, are, that are out there. We aren't an investing platform. We're just the research. We're the data behind it. You can see the markets. You can see the trading prices, see some of the history, and definitely stay tuned because there's some cool stuff coming. And so that's what I'm excited about is letting that grow. We've, we've grown 10x this year, this market as a whole, from $2 billion to $20 billion. And even amidst this crypto situation, our market has actually held pretty strong. Like Securities have not gotten hit as hard. I think because a lot of these are long-term investors, a lot of investors that are buying into a earlier stage project or specifically a tokenized deal, they're probably buying it right now, especially in our industry because they like the underlying asset. And so some of these things don't trade because no investors want to sell. I've actually heard that quite a few times from issuers, from people that have actually done a security token that they're like, man, it's good. Our investors are happy, but then we don't trade very much. So the one good thing about not having quite as much trading volume is that the markets haven't tanked the way that some of these other markets have. We haven't seen the same sense of impending doom because everybody's like pretty comfortable with what they've got and they're, they're happy to see it out. And I think that that's all a credit to the fact that they're done the right way and you know there's an underlying asset that gives accountability to to the the shareholder as well as the company itself that that you know we're kind of in this together so when you were invited to upstream by alex Tob, the ceo of upstream to speak about tokenomics i was curious why he chose you what is it about you that gave you the credibility to talk about tokenomics that's a fascinating question I think that fortunately, I know their team very well. And we've been talking about these deeper underlying technologies for a long time, which is fantastic. I mean, I can't sing enough praises for Jadon and Monica and a bunch of the rest of their team who have been dedicated in this space for so long. And I think they know me pretty well. They know that, that uh, you know, I know my stuff when it comes to tokenomics. We can get into that in this conversation if you'd like, um, if you have any thoughts or questions or want to hear from my perspective. And they also know I'm consistent. And so I think that consistency in the Web3 and blockchain space is really hard to come by because every time there's a new bull market, everybody changes course to the new thing. So like, you know, like it was ICOs and then it was DeFi. 
and then it was NFTs and then DAOs and then the next thing. And so you see a lot of pivoting from companies as well as people in their personal brands, in their opinions. And, you know, thankfully, you know, my co-founder and I built a solid reputation here by by just, you know, sticking to our guns of like, no, you know, we think we're convicted of the future. And hopefully that 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 also makes people interested in, in hearing what we're trying to preach because we've been preaching the same thing for, for so many years now that at some point you're like, all right, well, what is a security token, Kyle? Tell me. <laughs> uh, tell me in one sentence, what is tokenomics? Wow. Tokenomics is the description of how a blockchain-based digital asset functions in an ecosystem. Nice. Are you happy with your answer? If I remove the wow from it. No, yes. that added some flair. All right, a few more <laughs> questions before I let you go, Kyle. One, why should people go to your website? Because this is the future of the stock market. This is the future of any asset investing. And participating in this industry right now is maybe the most unbelievable opportunity to take advantage of building Wall Street without walls. And that revolution of the financial system hasn't happened in 100 years. You talk about uh, the stock market as if it it consists of both NASDAQ, New York Stock Exchange, the public markets, and the crypto markets. You're putting that under one umbrella. Is that true? The, the real world asset markets are so much larger than the stock market and crypto combined. So yes, absolutely. This is much bigger than anything that we've ever seen in publicly available investment assets, including crypto, including stocks. This is hundreds of trillions of dollars worth of opportunity around the world that is, is going to be tokenized for sure. It will certainly be managed on a distributed ledger. And so that's the opportunity. That's the size here is, is that this is, is so much bigger than, than our current markets that uh, I think it's, it's maybe the coolest opportunity. If you're in Web3, if you're in tech, if you're in crypto, you're looking for like those really unbelievable opportunities. This is one of those things that it's just like, it's going to happen. Everybody knows it's going to happen. It might be five years from now. It might be 10 years. Hopefully it's not 20 years, but it will happen. It's going to happen. It's, it's a certainty because of the fact that in finance, Shaving off the dollar, saving a percent on fees is like, that's what a bank does. That's their business. So at some point they will do this or someone will do it. And then once one does it, they'll all do it because otherwise they're going to be the less profitable bank and their job is literally to be profitable. So, you know, the way that I see it is that this technology will get adopted from an institution. We see it already. They're already exploring bonds and debt offerings. It's uh, such a huge opportunity from a market size that it's impossible to ignore. Two. I saw online that you're crowdfunding. Are you raising money right now? We currently have a, a tokenized crowdfund that is live on Securitize. It's, it's I think, the first Web3 crowdfund. So it's, it's a security token. We're practicing what we preach. I have to be careful about how much we talk about, but you can go to Securitize right now. You can go to our Twitter, STO Market on Twitter. The link is in, in, the, in the bio there. The link is in my bio on Twitter as well. Um, you can go anywhere on any of our links basically. And it's got all the information there on the pitch deck on everything going on there. Um, and it's pretty exciting. It's, it's been a monumental opportunity. We've had to move some mountains to make it happen, but the goal is that we're trying to trailblaze so that others can also follow in our path and we can build a pretty 
a pretty cool market of like early stage opportunities and exciting investments. And then you just get one that pops off. You get one Bitcoin in the security token space and then boom, the entire world's going to be tokenized. So that's the way that I see it, which is pretty cool. So the crowdfund is, is for the business. If you uh, find out more there. Kyle, if there was one thing you could do to improve this world, what would you do and why? For me, I'm revolutionizing charity, I think, trying to make a difference there because I'm, I'm a big contributor to the Philly Startup Leaders Charity, inspiring entrepreneurs in Philadelphia. I've donated the Children's Hospital with my family for doing toy drives and things for, for the children there at CHOP in Philadelphia. And I try to be active here in Miami as well. And it hurts me to think about how there's so much money that goes into charity that doesn't actually get contributed to public works. And so when I look at the world, it seems like things just based off of my understanding of, of running a tech company, which is not infrastructure or anything like that, but it seems like things could probably get done for a lot cheaper than how they're actually getting done today. And probably too much of budgets of foundations are being dedicated to like, you know, pretty general marketing budgets. And so whether that's using Web3 to create transparency, or if it's something that I just do as a passion project, if I can make one change in the world, I think it's probably trying to drive change in charity to, to make it cool, to make people like want to give back and like make that a cool thing to do. And then also to try to call for, for, for improvements and efficiencies there so that more people can get, get benefits from it. So it's probably- I really like your answer. I haven't heard that answer yet. So- uh, kudos to you. Thanks. Kyle, someone wants to reach out. Where can they find you? Kyle Sondland, K-Y-L-E-S-O-N, as in Nancy, L-I-N, as in Nancy, Kyle Sondland on Twitter, Instagram, wherever. Honestly, Twitter's probably easiest for me. I do read my DMs and and uh, they're not too they're not too crazy. So honestly, you, you can get me there. So hit me up there. Let's say what's good. I like Twitter. It's pretty fun. Send me a meme. Sounds good. Thank you so much, Kyle, for hopping on the show. Thank you, brother. Appreciate your time. See ya.